1: She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework.
0: Have you ever had a client call with a complaint or have you ever made a huge mistake on a client order or at the client session? What do you do in those situations? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Jessica Mackey is back, and we are going to be talking about how you can actually turn mistakes into marketing. We're going to discuss how you respond to those calls, how not to respond to those calls, and how you can take sometimes a really, what looks like a bad and dire situation and turn it into something amazing that has your clients talking about you in ways that they never could, they could never brag about you like they can when you use your mistakes as marketing. Let's do it. Hi there, and welcome back to The Rework. I'm Allison Tyler-Jones and I'm here with client coordinator extraordinaire, Miss Jessica Mackey. Hello. And today we are going to talk about using mistakes as marketing. I love it. We're doing it. Okay. So typically I think most of us that own businesses think when something goes wrong, it's kind of a clench moment. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes things to go wrong. We want everything to be perfect and amazing. But when things do go wrong, it actually... I found it's such a chance to turn it around in such a huge way and make it a great win for your client. And then also make it a great win for the business.
2: Absolutely. Because I think that most of us want to think that in order to be a great business, to serve our clients the best way, we have to not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's just not real. That's not authentic. Yeah. And, it's know, not possible. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I wish it was. Right. Cause, we,
0: Cause if it was, we would do it, but right. it's not, it's just not possible. There's always going to be something that goes wrong, whether it's, we didn't get the shot that they wanted. It didn't come out the way they wanted. There was a retouching mistake. There's the there,
2: cards were jacked up in some way. There's
0: always something could, that could go wrong. So We wanted to break this down in a couple of different ways and hopefully give you some ideas of how to turn it around when things go wrong with your clients, how you can turn it around and make it a win for both of you. So I want to start this off by a concept that I learned that it's been attributed to Steve Jobs. I don't know if it really is him, but when he was coming up with the overriding concept for Apple customer service, he introduced the concept of end of the world or no big deal. And so what that looks like is that, When something goes wrong, it's either the end of the world or it's no big deal. And whatever position you take, the client will take the other position. So if something happens that's bad, so insert bad thing here, client calls, this bad thing happened, you have two choices to respond. One is, well, you know, I'm sorry that your butt looked fat in that picture, but you did wear rugby stripes (laughs) on the bottom. Or, and it's not my fault. So so it's minimizing and it's no big deal. Okay. Or like, is it really, I mean, like, come on. Is it really that bad? Like, you know, the fourth pore next to your nostril (laughs) is larger than you would like. Like, Come on. Why are you making a big deal Why are you making a big deal about that, right? Okay, so that's no big deal. You
2: treat them as the overreactor.
0: Right, so that is guaranteed to elicit the response. Theirs is, I am going to now burn you down. That is now the end of the world because we don't like to be minimized, right? Okay, so we've all had that happen where you've kind of tried to, you thought it was no big deal. Those of you who are men, who have wives, have probably had this happen when you tried to make something no big deal.
2: I'll tell you what's a big deal. Or you've tried to justify it. Right.
0: Instead of just not a good idea. Very bad plan. Okay. So if you take the opposite, again, somebody calls, something's gone wrong. And now you take the position of, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. How could this possibly have happened? I am going to look into this. This will be remedied immediately. So your tone is I am going to take a machete and cut my own throat on an altar. I'm going to send you a video of it. And you can see that I took this seriously, right? So that is the end of the world. And what happens when we take that test? Automatically, the client.
2: It's no, but I I totally understand. I totally understand. not a big deal. Like if it's a problem, it's okay. You don't have to do it. Like, I don't, I don't want to make a big deal about this. Right, right. So
0: whatever one you pick up, the other person's coming in hot with the other one. Okay, so let's use a, a real example of that. You have an example.
2: I do have an example. I thought of another example that actually happened yesterday as well, but oh, Great. I heard about that one. <laughs> one. Do tell. Oh no, you yeah. heard about oh, that one. Okay. Okay. Tell me. Um so uh first we'll start with the holiday card okay. one. So this was last year, mm-hmm. right? So last year we had this new client come in and she is automatically like you know she's going to be a number one. She's, she's amazing. Fantastic and just wants to be our, you know, to preach ATJ photo to the world. And then we designed this amazing holiday card and I broke the cardinal rule of holiday card making. I forgot to put the logo on it. And that was just, I, during one of the edits, I put it under a layer and forgot to bring it to the top. Did not notice. None of us noticed. We all order the cards. She gets them and she ordered a ton of cards and she notices there's no logo. And I happened to be on the phone with her and she's like. You know so I just I noticed that there's like no logo on our cards. Is that because they're not good enough? Like, do you only put logos on cards of <laughs> people that like are really good looking? Or you know, I can't remember how she phrased it. Yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh, no, Allison is gonna kill. Me. I cannot believe that we didn't put the logo on. Like, you do not realize how big of a deal that is. The logo is on all of our cards. Like, she is gonna die. I don't even know how I'm gonna tell her I did this. You know, like whatever. And she's like, it's no big deal. It's totally fine. I was like, well, here's what we're going to do. You know? And then I told her exactly how we're going to fix it, that we're going to have new cards overnighted and shipped directly to her. And we gave her the solution. So it wasn't just, oh my gosh, like Allison's going to kill me. I'm going to go in the fetal position. You know, I'm going to curl up in a ball and I don't know what to do. Like, yes, I went on the, like the world's going to end. And she's like, we just won't tell Allison. We just want not tell else. <laughs> Like it was hilarious. But then you follow it up with the solution, you yeah. know? So you give them, and, and sometimes the solution is, I'm going to look into this and get right yes. back to you. Most
0: often, especially if it's really bad. If something right. really bad has happened and because we have to break this into two categories. It was your fault. It wasn't your fault, right? right. So somebody calls and it's really not your fault. Then how are you going to fix it? And then what do you do when it is your fault?
2: Right. No, absolutely. And then we had another experience yesterday where we had um a family come in and they were part of a generational shoot that so we're husband, compositing. Yeah, so yep. we're compositing. Husband couldn't be at the generational shoot, but we still had like the grandkids in there for all the grandkids shots. So they were already coming in for a second shoot, the mom and the kids, you know. And so this one dad was there. They get there. Everything is amazing. They look great. But in order to do the composite, we had to shoot them in such a way that it was matching perfectly with the previous shots, right? So in order to do that, we were using a tripod, which isn't normally how we shoot. And so our associate photographer gets the camera on the tripod, not really accustomed to that way of shooting and didn't realize that at some point the photos went blurry and not like a photo, the whole series, every single photo, every single photo of the family together was blurred, like unsavageable. And these are
0: little kids.
2: These are like five,
0: four and two. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was bad, you know? And so luckily figured it out really quickly, you know, as soon as the pictures loaded, but it was like punch in the gut. I mean, that is Every photographer's worst dream, you know, and as an associate photographer, you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get fired from, this. you know, like, this is so bad. But Allison was just like, okay, you throw yourself on the sword. Like you apologize. The world it's is the, the end, end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's the end of the world to this client. And sure enough, the lady was like, it's seriously no big deal. Like we can totally come back, you know, later this afternoon, which
0: she said when she agreed to come back. But then by the time they got there and it's 150 degrees outside and you have three little kids that may or may not have got the greatest of naps and have like peanut butter and jelly all over their face. And we're trying to get them back in. And I could tell she was stressed. You know, she was stressed once she came back and the husband had to get off work again. I mean, it was really a huge deal that they made the time to do it. And so when she came in, I just said, I just want to let you know that I'm going to take a picture of just your kids. And I'm going to give you a print of that because I so appreciate you doing this. And she like almost broke into tears. She's like, we'll come in five times if we have to, it's totally (laughs) fine. You know, but we had a solution
2: for her, you know, Yes, it's the world is going to end. And here's what we're going to do to fix it. We're going to, you know, like, yes, we're making you come in for a third time, you know, for this mom and those littles. And it's like, and we will make it worth everything for you. You know, like it's back to that spoiling the clients, making them feel taken care of. That yes, there's a problem, we have a solution. And
0: actually this person wasn't even the client. Like her mother-in-law is the client. And so we know that if if she had decided as the daughter-in-law to just be, didn't wanna come back in and make it hard for us, That would have jacked up the whole thing. So we knew, like we wanted to make sure that she knew she was taken care of. So this wasn't even like, it wasn't gonna really help us out with the main client, but we just, it was the right thing to do. It was the
2: right thing to do. And like now you've got another brand advocate that she's gonna end up with a picture of those littles on her wall and is always gonna sing your praises.
0: Absolutely. So totally worth it and a way to turn something around.
2: Yeah, is taking that mistakes and using it. Yeah. As marketing.
0: So another thing that we had in, I think it was 2015, we had an entire year's worth of mounted canvas that was shot that we sold. So big 40 by 60s, like, you know, big prints. And they were mounted using sticky board mounting, which in Arizona, it's really hot and it's really dry. So, I mean, most people's houses aren't hot because they have air conditioning, but it is very dry. And for some reason, this particular mounting board that the lab used, it caused the canvas to bubble. And so we had- Not a little bit. A lot. Like it looked like it had blisters. It was gross. It was disgusting.
2: When the first client called to say this was happening, I think we're all just kind of like, oh my gosh, she's got to be overreacting. There's no way this canvas is bubbling. Yeah. But we're like, oh, we're so sorry. You know, let us see it.
0: So we went and looked at it. And sure enough, it was really, really bad. And so automatically I'm thinking, okay, the entire year of 2015 is now, like, what are we going to do? And so uh, we brought the canvas in. So this is not a canvas wrap. This is mounted canvas. And our framer said, okay, I know how we can do it. We can just strip it off and then I'll dry mount it. And we don't, so it doesn't have to be reprinted. So that was a huge blessing,
2: huge. Mm -hmm. Which goes to show like investigate your options. For sure. Like don't just jump to the default. This is like, it's over. Yeah. I'm going to have to reprint all of them. Yes.
0: And also have great vendors right. who are willing to back up their work and help you out. So that didn't have anything to do with our... Yeah, um, he wasn't the problem. He wasn't, he wasn't the problem. But he helped become the solution. He helped become the solution, for sure. So we had then a choice at this point because we had another person call not long after that that had another one. Yeah. So we knew it wasn't just a single. And then we also had three 40 by 60s that were samples in the studio that we'd had done at the same time. They were all bubbling. So we knew so this is a thing. So we had a choice of, it was it going to be no big deal or was it going to be the end of the world? Well, we decided that it was going to be the end of the world. And so we went and pulled every session that we did in 2015, went through all of our invoices and looked to see who had purchased that bubbled canvas. And then we made a spreadsheet and Jessica got on the phone and just went down the list and texted, called and said, Hey, look at your print of the kids or you know, whatever it was that they had ordered in that particular substrate. And let us know if we have had some that have been bubbling and we want you to know that there's a fix. It doesn't cost anything. We will come pick it up from your house, have it fixed and bring it back. So you don't have to do anything other than just let us know that there's a problem and we'll make sure that it's handled. So interestingly, out of that, we booked probably three sessions, right? Just calling people back. Just that year. Yeah, Yeah. just that year. And so that was not why we did it. You know, if any of my clients are listening, we did not do that to make you come and book more sessions. But it was an—I think it's very interesting that when you really care about your clients and you have integrity
2: about you your take work, responsibility,
0: and you take responsibility for what it is that you're doing, that then they don't see a mistake as a negative because they absolutely know that you'll fix them. So. It's going to be handled.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then we had clients that year that were like, no, it looks okay. And then two years later called and we're like, Hey, so you remember when you said the Mm -hmm. something about the portraits bubbling, I think that's happening to mine, you know? So it was a a long-term thing. And we've had the same experience with portraits that got hung maybe in a spot that had too much sun or Mm -hmm. whatever. And the client's freaking out because they invested in this. This was super important to them. And now they feel like it's ruined and they don't know what to do about it. Yeah. And we fix it. Yeah. Like we solved the problem.
0: For sure. Okay. So those are the things that were our fault. Correct. Right. We shot a session flurry. was was not tried. a stylistic <laughs> decision. It was accidental. We had, even though the bubbling canvas wasn't technically our fault, it was our fault. But what about something like when it's not our fault? Like the call that we got that we've had several of, I just have my beautiful portrait on the wall. And I just found out that my kids, my oldest kid is getting
2: divorced. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have had a few of those lately. So it'd be
0: very easy to be like, wow, I'm really sorry. That sucks. You know, maybe we can shoot it again next year without the in-law.
2: Right. And I think that part of it, because that, like you said, that's not our mistake. You know, yep. we we had nothing to do with that divorce. It's still a beautiful picture. Right. You know, still amazing, but we do have the blessing of having an amazing retoucher. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if you have access to an amazing retoucher or you are one yourself, like an alternative that we have found that has just been so appreciated is to be able to retouch them out. Yep. You know, that we have multiple times retouched out an in-law that has is no longer a part of the family. Yeah. Because that parent still wants that family picture. Yep. You know, they still want that that timepiece that captures their family at that time. But seeing that in-law like post divorce is just heartbreaking for everyone. So instead that picture ends up in a closet. Right. You know, it's and tucked so away.
0: We had so the the client, the first client that this happened with was um they had their first child was getting married. Mm -hmm. And they've gone through that phase where your kids are kind of out and gone for a while. And so everybody was back together again. And this was going to be the big picture for a a while, like the next five years, this was going to be their picture, And it was big 40 by 60. They framed it in the most gorgeous Roma frame. The frame itself was probably like $3,500, really beautiful. And it was the main piece in their dining room. Well, Well,
2: and as you walked in, right.
0: in the entry it was huge, beautiful. Like absolutely just dropped dead. So I didn't even know that this had happened. So her neighbor who was also one of our clients had come in to look at her pictures and she'd said, Hey, did you hear what happened with XYZ client? The oldest kid got divorced. And I'm like, are you serious? What did she do with the picture? She's like, I don't know, but she's sick about it.
2: And so, we're talking like they got divorced after six months. Right, so this was a year later.
0: Yeah, so this was a year later. This like was no like the following buy 40 year. By yeah. 60 had no idea. Year. Yeah, but I just knew how excited she was about that portrait. So I texted her husband and I said, "Hey." Where is that picture? And he's like, we can't talk about it. It's in the back of the closet. And I said, if you can get it to me and sneak it to me, let me and Stacy, our retoucher, who was so like, she's a Photoshop mechanic. She's so awesome. She said, I think I can pull him from another picture. We can retouch her out and make this work. And so she did. And the dad brought the frame down. We reprinted it and had our framer put it in. I mean, it was like last minute, like literally Christmas Eve by the time they got it done. Cause it was kind of toward the end of the season. And so then the dad texted and said, okay, well, how much do I owe you? And I said, no, no, this is, you've been a long time client. You've been awesome. And we guarantee our work, and it's, we warranty our work, even, and even we didn't know we were warrantying against divorce, but I guess we are. And he was really yeah, blown away by that. Just,
2: yeah. Really and blown and away. everybody you've told that story to, like all of our clients, you yep. know, who have heard that story are equally blown away. You know, yep. that level of service is really unique. A disclaimer yes. to that. Allison did have Stacy try out the retouching before she offered. Yes, so she wanted to make sure it was a solution we could provide before she offered that to the clients. Yeah, for sure. And now
0: I know, like when you're going and shooting the in-laws, like make sure they're on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Well, sort of. We're not, but not really. (laughs) Anyway, so that was how something really horrible and bad. Right, not our fault. Not our fault. But we took responsibility for it and. Yes, it cost us time to retouch it, it cost us money to reprint it, and our framer again, great vendor, he didn't charge me full boat to right, to do, redo to, to pop it. that in and out cuz I let him know what the situation was and he, they're also good clients of his. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of his part of it. So, you and know, We've
2: had three or four of those since. Yeah,
0: we have. And it's if you can take a, a really I find that the reason why using mistakes as marketing actually is sometimes the best marketing is that you're taking a client where they're in a very negative place. So something has gone wrong, mm-hmm. whether it's your fault or not. So let's just say that it is your fault. I mean, what kind of service are people getting it these days? Not great. So they're loaded for bear. They have all the reasons why you was wrong and that you did it wrong. Even if it is their fault, like it's going to be your fault, right? And they're expecting you to blow them off with a no big deal or why this
2: is so not my I come fault. come in with guns blazing. Yep.
0: And so then when you come in with like, I am so sorry. The end of the world. I am going to look into this. I have, you know, even if in your mind, you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to look into this. I don't know <laughs> if there's any way that I can anything I can do about this, but I'm going to find something. I'm going to find a way to say what I can do that. If even if I can't do what they're asking, there's always something that I can do and then I'm going to come back to them with a solution. So doing that turnaround where they think it's going to be bad. And not only is it not bad, it's great. It's just, that's comment worthy. You know, it's, they uh, they, get shared. They are going to talk to every one of their friends about it. Yeah. She's expensive, but let me just tell you about the last time that when my kid got divorced. And
2: that kind of marketing is priceless. Yeah, You know, you could spend thousands on Facebook ads and have it go nowhere, but you get one client that just You know, you went to bat for them because being on the client side, when things burn down is the trick, you know, you want to be there, right there, making all the things happen for them, not battling against them. Right.
0: And in order to be able to do that, then we should put a caveat in here. You cannot roll in hot with this kind of service if you're not priced appropriately and profitably. If you aren't running a business where you're able to redo things, where a percentage of Everything that you do, you know, is going to have to be redone, whether that's cards reprinted, albums, albums redone, whatever. Yeah, I
2: mean that big huge picture that we had printed for a client, did we have it framed by the time we realized that they're retouching something was in the way? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so then we had to reprint and reframe and, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But we have that built into our expenses. Right.
0: And even like down to where I let clients know, like everything is guaranteed. If your kid knocks it off the wall and it smashes into a million pieces, we'll replace it. Even if it's not our fault, because it's not inexpensive
2: investment, you know, for a client, they're gonna be like, Oh, if it's guaranteed, like then I feel a lot better making this kind of investment.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So are there things that you've had happen in your studio with clients where you've had similar situations? Or if something like that comes up, is there a way that you can handle it as on your end, it's always the end of the world. And breaking that down again is just starting with validating where they're at. So instead of, well, what did you do? How did it fall off the wall into a questioning mode and making them feel like Jessica just had an experience at a clothing store recently. Uh You want to share that?
2: Right, where I'm at this clothing store and had bought this really nice skirt that was more than what I normally would spend. So I get home, I try it on, And this is more, it's not a boutique, but it's a smaller clothing store. We're not talking about like Kohl's or something. I try it on. I thought I loved it. I cut the tag. I go to put it on the next morning and realize I didn't have anything to wear with it. So I didn't love it as much as I thought. And because I spent more on it than I usually do, I was just like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm going to return it. Well, obviously I wasn't listening when they told me the policies. And so I go to return it and the lady, the cashier, I mean, she was calm. She was super nice, but she was like, I'm so sorry we can't accept this because you've cut off the tag. And I was like, "What well, why does that matter? Like I've cut off the tag." And she's like, "Well, usually that's evidence that you've worn it." I was like, "But I didn't wear it, you know." And she's like, "Well, but we don't know that, you know." And it just like one thing after another. It was so clear that she did not believe that I did not wear this thing. Like she was accusing me. And, you know, oh, you see this little stain right here. Yeah. I, this tells me you've worn it. Like, you know, I did not wear the dang skirt. And so finally I just left really upset and got my car and I realized I'm like that whole exchange could have gone so differently. Even if if the end result was the same, even if you still had to take your, the skirt back with you. Exactly. If instead of accusing me she would have allied with me, like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, but we've just had a really big problem with people, not me, you know, yeah. wearing items and returning them with the tax cut, so we've had to institute that. I'm so sorry, like I know you would never do this, but what I can do because she did offer me after all of the accusing, she then offered me store credit and willing to exchange a skirt. well, at that point, like I don't want your damn clothes, like, yeah. you know I, am I hate, so you. Done. yeah." And I'm like, all she had to do was lead with that. Like, I'm so sorry. I can't return this, but what I can do, you know, give me the solution, but be on my side. Right. And the thing is, is that if she had that in her back pocket, why is she not
0: leading with that? Like, how is that helpful to make somebody feel bad, feel accused? And you know what, even if you had worn it, you know, (laughs) I, I mean... I think the lesson to that doesn't apply directly to what we're doing because we obviously can't return things. That doesn't mean that sometimes people don't try, but how can we be on their side? Even when it's their fault, quote unquote. Or at least, if it's not their fault, it's not ours. Yeah. But still, taking responsibility and helping them find a way because we are the keeper of the family memories. We are the documenter. I think of myself as the entertainer, the psychologist, the framer, the gallery keeper, the documenter, the portrait artist. You know, I I serve a lot of purposes for that family, and I want to have that relationship over a really long period of time. And I want them to see me as a resource and as somebody that helps solve their problems, not somebody that just leaves them to handle their own problems, even if it's problems that they created.
2: Right. And I think that when people come to us with problems, our gut reaction, whether, you know, it's personally, professionally is to defend. Sure. Like, well, that only happened, you know, that was because of this and that was this person's Mm -hmm. fault. No, no, no. It's your fault. Yep. Everything is our fault. Yeah. You know, like we take responsibility for everything. And if in taking responsibility, the world is going to end, it means that it diffuses them because they feel validated. Yeah. Oh, well, she's freaking out. So I don't have to.
0: Yep, exactly. And actually this works in all of your interpersonal relationships too.
2: <laughs> I do it with my teenagers yeah. all the time. No, like, totally. They come in like, like, oh my gosh, you did not. What? Oh my, I cannot believe I for Like, oh, seriously. Like what parent does that? Mom, it's totally fine. It's not a big yeah. deal. Like, you know? like, oh, so yeah, good. I know You're so manipulative. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah. So go away, put that into your toolbox, end of the world, no big deal. Pick one, whatever one you don't pick that your client's going to pick. Employees, kids, spouses, works works. for everything.
2: And it doesn't mean, I mean, you do feel like the end of the world and it is authentic. You are taking responsibility, but it's okay. If you get off the phone, you're like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> we're, they're upset about that, you know, yeah. but it just diffuses it if you are on their side. Yeah.
0: And in the end, we're just taking responsibility. Yes for our brand, for how we interact with clients, and we're using even mistakes, even hard things, even when it doesn't go well, we're going to use that as marketing. Because when we handle it well, when we turn that around and make something that they expected to be bad and we make it good, they talk about us and that's the best marketing that any business can have.
2: They want to be taken care of.
0: Yep. Okay. So this was a quick one. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Same time, same place.
2: That's right. Bye.
1: You can find more great resources from Allison at do the and on Instagram at do dot the dot rework.